you know, baby duty to Chris. I'm always on baby duty. She won't go to sleep here. She's fighting it so hard. Welcome to Two Dollars Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. We're back, baby. A dinosaur's journey right now. We have not been uh, together uh, in, what, three weeks? We, we took about three weeks off. Is that Does that sound correct? Sounds accurate. And, and I'd say mentally we haven't been together uh, even longer than that. I think those those couple of weeks before that that little bit of a break were, were pretty half-assed. Mike was calling in at like other times of the 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 week, and, and and Tolbert had a baby in his arm the whole time. We were not on top of our game. Joining me today, as always, Cookie. Yes, sir. Tolbert. Still holding that baby. <laughs> and Big Mike. Woo, my thumbs still don't work. Uh, Mike, what, what's wrong with your thumbs? Uh, we got our asses kicked last week by the Onslow Rugby Club. We did not give up 100 points, so that's always a good thing. Uh, the final um, score was 94 to 5. No. And yes. uh, at one point during the game, I look, Aaron's like saying something to me. I said, look, motherfucker, I can't be everywhere on this damn field. And I said the same thing to Panda Panda. It's just like, sometimes you just don't have the right bodies. And so when the field's 50 meters wide, you can only cover so much. Uh, Panda was on the, the the far end. Mike was in the middle, and I was on the other far end. So it was just like me, Mike, and Panda, and then a, just a bunch of meat uh, soldiers yeah. in between. Was us. that a was that a, a tactical groundskeeper decision, probably to spread y'all out? I I think so. Like I can tell you that. I came in like tried, tried to make as many tackles as possible, and I'm like. I, I can't. I can't do it. And, and by the end of the game, I'm like, yeah, he's going to fucking score. Just just there you go. At one point, I sacrificed Kobe. I love him. I sacrificed him because I knew I had to be ready for the next phase. And he was standing next to me. And I take him and I grab his shirt and his shorts and I throw him at the guy's knees. And he takes him down and I get set up for the post. And it's like it was like that. Um, and then they just scored a lot. <laughs> but anyway, somehow I managed to fuck up both my thumbs. The one on the left hand is more muscular. The other one's a joint thing. And so like I can I can barely open like a 20 ounce soda. Like I have to struggle to do that still. It it is very sad. Um I got a text from Panda on, on the way back from that game and he said he reminded me of, of uh when when Eli Gemstone broke his son's thumbs in the <laughs> in season 2 of the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, I, Cookie! Cookie is uh, muted, so we we will not be going to Cookie next. Uh, uh, anything else, Mike? Uh, uh, I mean, just other than that, you know, got a lot of watch a lot of goats in the last two weeks. It was, it's actually been pretty exciting. WrestleMania was pretty solid. Um, Tiger Woods coming out from that car accident, crushing it. Terry Funk. I'm excited to talk about. Uh, and, and what about FTR? Can we talk about? the incredible run that FTR has had over the last two weeks. I mean, just like dropping banger after banger after banger. Yeah. Every said, like, I believe the first week we took off Dax had a match against CM Punk, CM Punk, a singles match, incredible singles match. 
The next week, they went against the Gun Club. And, you know, it's not the most incredible match in the world, but you start to see them turning face and start kind of changing up their wrestling style a little bit. Two days later, they have a match against the Briscoes, which is one of the best matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Jasmine and I are sitting there. I'm pacing the house. It's an incredible matchup. And then less than seven days later, they have a banger against uh, the Young Bucks. Yeah, no, it's pretty impressive. And for me to kind of be able to sit through it, particularly when it's not a live match, like knowing that the Briscoes match was like over 20 minutes for me to sit through that and never once go like check my phone or do anything like that, like is a telling thing. Um, You know, live matches for me, I'm a little more engaged, but yeah, like knowing the outcome and like knowing some of the spots already, it was, it was still really, it was just fucking awesome. Um, And, and Dax Harwood has the best, Hot tag game, bar none. <laughs> what was that, Mike? Jesus Christ. It sounded like that was like his hot take, and that was his hot take, uh, his hot take sound effect. Oh, you, got a, you got a soundboard over there? <laughs> <laughs> and Dax Harwood has the best hot tag. Boom! <laughs> Some damn young bucks are trying to come after me. <laughs> damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> We're not supposed to be working today. It's Sunday. He's going to hit us with the Jamaican horns next. <laughs> <laughs> are you DJing the birthday party, Mike? <laughs> uh, maybe if my shed holds up, I might be. I don't know. Holy cow. So anyways, yeah, Dax had one of the best hot tags on Thursday night or Wednesday night. And then Friday night, I got to watch a kid get murdered by John Moxley in an oh, incredible God. matchup. So uh, it, it has been a very interesting past few weeks of professional wrestling. I was at work when you sent that screenshot of Mox uh, with the slap and blood just slinging off his forehead. <laughs> I looked down, I was like, ah, oh, I hate I'm missing this right now. Yeah, you know, it's I- crazy that that Yuta guy, right? Yuta is from Myrtle Beach. Yuta would come to the events that we had for uh, the wrestling events. So he grew up watching Dax Harwood wrestle. (coughs) And he he would, I would see him at the gym and he'd come up and he's like, yeah, I watched Midnight Mayhem last week. It was great. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, what's your name? He's like, my name's Paul. I'm, I'm training to be a wrestler and stuff. And then five years later, I'm like, holy crap. That's the guy that used to like talk to me at the gym. I sent Dax a text message about it, and he's like, yeah, this kid's incredible, man. He's like a new Ricky Steamboat, and like, he's going to have a big future ahead of him. We need to find a bootleg uh, version of the match so I can watch it. I was... For the Uta match? Yeah. Do you not have the TNT app? Can you go in and like watch replays? Oh, of course, yeah. They need to advertise that shit better. It's I didn't know that. literally like the splash page when you open up the thing. Yeah. That's how I watch everything post Wednesday night after y'all been blowing up the group chat all night and I miss it. <laughs> oh no, Cookie! Cookie's making a shit list. Cookie may be out because Xfinity is fucking him over. Oh. Uh, stand by, Tolbert. How was your week? Week was very good. Uh, my wife Katie's back at you know working and I definitely say full capacity. So she's been taking care of postpartum mamas and. Uh, you know, doing all that kind of thing. So it's been daddy daughter day, many days of the week. Uh, but you know, I've, I've adjusted, I've gotten pretty good at anticipating a newborn's needs. 
Uh, we hang out. She seems to like me. Uh, Has she too. tried to nurse you yet? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, have you ever been around many newborns, dude? It's they try to nurse everything. They're like, is this mil- Milky's in this? I'm gonna suck on this. You gonna suck on this? <laughs> Has she uh, has she shit your pants yet? Like blown out through all of her layers and onto your pants? Um, it, it has been a while, but yes. So that was that was more of a phase like a month ago. Now, see her poops used to be able to hear them. You can hear a blast them. You can hear them blasting across the room, and just like what we heard out. with Mike. That that yeah. was actually him shitting. <laughs> it would get all over you. Now they're like silent. And she's, you're like, are you pooping or are you not pooping? But then you smell it and you're like, oh, yeah, you pooped. But, uh, but yeah, it's been fun. So, you know, I'm I'm definitely ready to get to the phase where she can sit up on her own. <laughs> so I, I like like you said, when you became a father, uh, Mike, I know where dad strength comes from now. It's from holding a 13 pound baby constantly yeah <laughs> like, you found out like, that i'm hudson, getting fucking swole over here dog <laughs> you found out that hudson who turns two um in two days weighs a pound and a half less than elliot who turns four in august that's insane to me Boss. again Boss. what did you you called him a bag of quick creep yeah yeah before. yeah <laughs> still just a bag of quick creep now, now he's a wet bag of quick you've got <laughs> both <laughs> members of heavy machinery as your children yeah, your yeah, son's well, essentially Otis. Yeah, well, they've been uh they got this trampoline man, they're bodying up each other. And it's like, where do you draw the line? Like when when they're like jumping on each other, as long as they're not screaming, is that okay? Or like he's gonna they, throw a chair at the trampoline. Oh my god. Get him! <laughs> Again, Hudson just takes all the heat. Elliot just bulldogs him left and right and all this sort of stuff. But I think so Hudson's a worker, huh? Yeah. He's a jobber, (laughs) jobbing out for his brother. (laughs) Uh, Tolbert, when it comes to the past three weeks of work, any crazy stories, anything happening? uh, Not particularly. You know, a a lot of guys that look like the Briscoes have been coming (laughs) in. (laughs) Hey, man, how are you? Just got done hanging drywall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's been pretty standard. Um, Wilmington itself has been just busy. Uh, I feel like we've just been invaded by people from everywhere but North Carolina. Yeah, right it's now. been miserable. Um, Dude, like, tourist season, tour season has started months ago. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, I was at Costco last week and I heard three separate conversations from three different people about like being on vacation or getting their supplies or for the week or whatever. I'm like, yo, it's. It's March. What the fuck yeah. are we doing? Yeah. So I actually had this moment. I, I didn't mean to scare the couple. Um, and I was joking, but you know, sometimes you joke and the joke doesn't land and you know, they take you kind of seriously. But it was this couple from uh, I think they're from Boston. And the lady sits down, she's like, Are you from this area? I'm like, Well, kinda, you know. Uh, born she's like, You were born and raised here in North Carolina. I was like, Oh yeah. She's like, Well, I haven't met a single person actually from North Carolina. And I jokingly said, it's because of your goddamn Yankees. And but they they took me seriously and <laughs> and they promptly tabbed out. And I hear the lady go, I don't think they like us here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I was joking. I was joking. <laughs> you should have pointed directly to the pinball machine and been like, well, that guy's family's been here since the 1600s. And Adrian <laughs> kicking the, the pinball machine and cussing. Damn it. Yeah. Damn uh, it, I Godzilla. Your, I think your brother might have been there. 
but it was, it was just a funny moment. But yeah, that's been, those have been my weeks. You know, we had a Zellia festival this weekend, which has been much different here at Wilmington because they restructured the whole thing. Um, but it was good. We had Cypress Hill and Big Daddy Kane downtown last night. So uh, we had a bunch of elder millennials stoned off their asses, which was fine. Great crowd. Yeah, I, I think that that would be a much uh, better crowd than the REO Speedwagon crowd from the night before. Older crowd last night or night before, for sure. For sure. Uh, you just see like the older like burnout dudes and like, yeah, I saw so many old REO Speedwagon shirts <laughs> just like tucked in to like cargo shorts. <laughs> With, with uh, cell phone clips. like Of course, of course. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting a call. <laughs> but yeah, good good week, man. Just daddy daycare all week. So it's, it's been gratifying. Well, uh, while we're waiting on Cookie to, to get done with his Xfinity uh, cable thing, uh, some stuff, I, I got to do some stuff. It, Terry turned one this week. That's like the biggest thing in the world for me. <laughs> It is. I mean, that's the most important thing ever, right? Yeah, like that was the most important thing to happen to me this week. Uh, I got to watch a UFC pay-per-view last night that was very good. Alexander Volkanovsky, I think, is one of the greatest uh, featherweight champions right now. He is incredible. Um, what else happened this week? Uh, yeah, that sounds about it. Uh, so I guess we'll just still wait on Cookie. Um, I got engaged, so uh Yeah. I kind of rounded up the weekend, you know, just, you know, whatever. I think I'll just, you know, get engaged. <laughs> yeah. So I got fucking engaged. Can you guys believe that? Aaron Varnum uh, got engaged this past week. Yeah. Considering your, uh, your history, I am surprised. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think my parents were, uh, my brother was Julie always, always had faith in me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always had faith in you too, buddy. I knew I knew that this was the next step once you bought the PlayStation Five. Why? <laughs> yeah, once, once I got that big purchase out of the way, I'm like, I guess I can save up for a ring. I you can commit, right? Like, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I committed to saving up for that PlayStation Five. I could commit to buying the ring. So, um, Jasmine and I we picked out this ring months ago, or she picked out this ring months ago. I'd paid it off. Uh, there was about an eight-week lead time for them to build this thing. Jasmine and I being the, the you know, the, the kind of different people we are, she knew that it was coming, uh, and she wanted to get it over with, she told me. <laughs> so I got the notification. That's life in one, your 30s. That's like, say that's, what? That's life in your 30s, man. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, we're get, I know we're getting married. <laughs> I know we're getting married. Let's get it over yeah. with with the proposal. Uh, I got I got the notification on Monday that the ring was coming in. I get it Wednesday at 3 p.m. Uh, Jasmine gets off work at 5 p.m. We were engaged by 535. <laughs> That's efficiency, man. That's <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, we went to the River Lights area, a new kind of developed area here in Wilmington. Very pretty river walk there. Uh, we walked <clears throat> along the shore. We had, of course, young Terry. It was his one-year birthday. Uh, we had him along with us. We put him down on the river log. I'm like, hey, babe, it's a little chilly outside. I need to go get my jacket. And she's like, okay, yeah, it is a little chilly. Little did she know inside that jacket 
was a wrapped up bottle of champagne and two glasses. Right. <laughs> so I walked down with, with it and she's like, why didn't you put it on? I'm like, Oh, I, I need a, I, I, uh, I, let me just put it down for one second. And then when it put it down, I'm like, Hey, can you hold this? And I went down on one knee <laughs> with, with the box in hand, I opened up the box and asked her to marry me. And she said yeah. yes at first. She, or did she have to she think about it. Yes. Yes. She <laughs> said yes. So and then you illegally consumed champagne. Uh, we illegally consumed champagne. Aaron Varnum, not a drinker, has not drank in so long, drank half a bottle of champagne, and I was drunk on, on uh, the Riverwalk uh, shoreline. I was drunk. I was supposed to do a home chef that night, and I said, no, honey, we eating winnies. <laughs> We're going to get some fancy Nancy's on the way home. <laughs> we getting winnies on the way home. I can't, I can't cook no more. <laughs> It was uh, it was a good day. We sat out there for a little bit, drank the the champagne, watched the sun kind of you know crest along the shore, and uh, it was it was one of those things, man. It was it was a great day. Got home, I was like, "Honey, we need to get home." FTRs fighting the Bucks tonight. <laughs> can we can we say oh for long time listeners, they'll appreciate this, but uh, everybody else in the group chat no sold it. But Aaron sends the photo of the ring, the champagne, Terry. And I just hit him with a, this isn't wrestling. <laughs> <coughs> and, and I waited. <laughs> Nobody said anything. <laughs> so then I said, congrats. I didn't know if Aaron yeah. was mad. You don't no, ever no, no, have no. To I, worry. Was, I was very much drunk. laughing. He was just drunk. It, it was, I was drunk. And at that point, I was fielding calls left and right because I had sent mom and dad a picture. And they're like, ah. <laughs> and then, you don't have to ever really worry, Mike, because somehow, some way, he's going to bring it back around to wrestling. Exactly. Of course, yeah. And and then you but. know, Jasmine's mom called us. Like we were trying to like you know field all the the, the comments and stuff through our text messages because we sent it out to a bunch of people. It was just a lot. Um, <clears throat> but but it ended up being a great day. Uh, we're engaged now. We, you know, we're now. Now is the hard part of figuring out wedding plans. Oh, dude, you guys got it. We we basically have a you know a a a very you know thought well thought out skeleton of what we want to do. Fly now we just down. have to fill in the details. Yeah, fly trap with yakitori appetizers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I didn't even think about fly trap. <laughs> We we uh we actually talked about fly trap. Well, I talked about fly trap when Katie and I were getting married, and she said, "Absolutely not." <laughs> Stand by, real quick. Hey, there's there's running water. There's two porta potties. There's porta potties. There's lots. Of, there's lights. Oh, hold on. Here here she comes. I'm gonna ask her. Jasmine, my beautiful fiance. <clears throat> Jasmine, my beautiful fiance. How would you feel about us getting married at Flytrap Downs? Okay. I thought that it was going to be a much oh. more. <laughs> like, no? Uh, uh, yeah. I thought there was we'll going to be a hard We'll throw out some 10 by 10s. You know, we'll put out a keg. We, we can get a 40, doing this get a 40 by 60 tent. And you can put a, a wrestling ring in there. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no. We're going to turn a profit <laughs> on this wedding. We're going to sell tickets. <laughs> we're going to get a, $50 gonna get down here. We're going to book Terry Funk. 
We'll put flyers out at Walmart in the wrestling yeah. section. And I'll sit at the gate of Flytrap with a cigar box and like smoking a cigar, you know. I'll be the ticket guy. We got all you know what, already. I, what we'll also do is we'll we'll get a sponsor. We'll get a sponsor and we'll try to fly in Terry, the real Terry Funkin from from Amarillo. From his assisted living facility. Yeah, from his assisted living facility. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't care. Oh my God. All right. Well, there, bye. The bye, Jasmine. <laughs> my beautiful fiance. I don't know if Cookie's going to be a part of this intro. So let's. Uh, we need to book yeah. the Dawson's and FTR for your wedding. The Dawson's versus FTR, the wedding uh, extravaganza. It's going to be $2 steak fest, is basically what it is. So, boys, we got uh, Liverpool versus City here. Yeah, Cookie, uh, we're going to we're gonna go on without you. We love you, Cookie. Uh, we'll talk to you in a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about some wrestling. All right, Mike. Uh, Mike, you, you get the very first matchup this week. You have got Terry Funk against Tommy Wildfire Rich. That is correct. And... and... <laughs> Like I was saying, we, we got to watch some goats this week, and I was really excited to see that we were going to cleanse our palate with a Terry Funk episode. Um, because with Terry, you know what you're going to get, but you also don't know what you're going to get. And, and I and I like that about that because no two matches are alike with Terry Funk. Exactly. You're going to have your smattering of throwing of chairs, your smattering of other things, but when it comes to Terry Funk, it is a mystery every time. All right, yeah, and so we get Terry Funk Wild and Tommy Wildfire Rich. Um, and when you pull up the link, then both wrestlers are already in the ring. The crowd is already chanting Terry's name. And I get, immediately, my first reaction goes, man, sometimes I wish we could still live in Cape Bay. Yes. Because this was awesome. Just right off the bat, I'm already getting into it. I don't know where it's at at the time. I don't know a time of, like, Year obviously looks a little older, Terry, but he's over. Um, and baby face Terry, also, yeah, yeah. The quality of the video is clearly VHS, um, very low quality, not very crisp. And so, I'm like, all right, maybe this is like the 80s, um, 80s Terry, you know, after his NWA run and all that sort of stuff. And then, um, so the crowd's chanting, Terry, Terry, Terry. Then they introduce Tommy Wildfire Rich, he gets booed. I'm like, all right, cool, good heel heat, and then he goes. You fat fuck. You fat fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, this is ECW. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Immediately, you're like, oh, this is Philadelphia. This is ECW. <laughs> um, and it was it was awesome. And as soon as I knew it was ECW, I was like, all right, this is going to be interesting to see what we get. Um, and it's, Smart- it, uh, another thing about this, Tommy Wildfire Rich, not known for an ECW run because he, he never was in ECW, right? Tommy Wildfire Rich is a very traditional NWA style Southern wrestler. And here he is in Philadelphia. And to, to, you know, to jump ahead a little bit, I appreciated the fact that this was early. You could tell it's early ECW. Um, And you know how, you know, anything that deals with fringe stuff um, usually tends to kind of lean into that, um, that thought process or, you know, whatever it might be. And so then, things later on or as it goes gets more extreme and more fringe and all that sort of stuff. Well, this is kind of early because 
you know, people aren't handing rakes and toasters and all that sort of stuff. They're just there to enjoy a good time, occasionally try to hand a chair off. Um, and, but the crowd intensity is still there, but it's more about the intensity of the match versus just the spectacle of it, which I kind of appreciate uh, for early ECW. Bell rings, Tommy Wildfire Rich immediately gets tossed outside, and they, uh, they're they working into the crowd. Wouldn't you know, he's bleeding already. Um, like, I don't even know what happened. Uh, I, Terry Funk punched him. Um, and it uh, kind of proceeds to work its way back into the ring. You get some classic, like you said, NWA-style wrestling. So it's, it's, again, about more of the wrestling at this point than it is the spectacle. But it is extreme rules. So with that, we get your classic Terry Funk chair throw. But what made this so spectacular was this is the first time I've ever seen Terry Funk simultaneously kick a man in the stomach and throw a chair into the ring. Incredible. It was oh, it's mind blown. Um, again, and that's what we were going back and saying is you never know what you're going to get with Terry Funk. Sometimes uh, he'll throw it and the chair opens up in the middle of the ring. Yeah. And, there, and there's two more spots that, uh, that involve this chair that we don't really typically see with Terry Funk. And so, you know, they're fight. They get he gets them back in the ring. They're fighting some more, you know. And Terry's a little bit. I mean, we didn't know how long, much longer he was going to work at this point. But it's the '90s. He's been doing this for twenty some years. He probably gets a little tired. He gets a little burned out, a little gassed. So what does Terry do? Terry sets the chair up in the middle of the ring, sits down, and proceeds <laughs> to just continue to beat Tommy Wilde, Rich, fire Rich's ass. Like just punches him in the face. Like, hey man, this is what's up. This is what we're going to do. Um, and it was beautiful. Um. You know, you get your classic back and forth, right? The heel's got to get his, his his shit in, and so does and Terry absorbs it. And then this is really where I where why I love Terry Funk because again, something I've never seen, and it just really I don't know for some reason like struck me, and I was like, man, that was pretty cool because Terry Funk doesn't need that fucking chair. So what does Terry Funk do? Terry Funk throws the chair out of the ring. I'm done with this. I don't need this. I'm gonna beat your ass the old way. Um, and so, I mean, have you ever seen Terry Funk throw a chair out of the ring? No, not at all. And, and like, there were little things just like that throughout this matchup that made this all the more compelling. Um, I don't think, you know, I barely have seen Terry work that style of baby face throughout. You know, like, you've got the old school, like, Terry in, in his, you know, his, his run where he, his legends run where it's like, he is the kind of guy that like, you know, he's just going to get cheered regardless. And then you see Terry in this, and this is like the traditional white mate, uh, white meat baby face kind of role. And it, it's hard to see Terry as that. And, and just the little things he does throughout. What, one thing I, Terry laughing at the you fat fuck chant is, is maybe one of the funniest things in the world to me. Yeah, he did. He did corpse immediately upon the, uh, and it actually it made me a little self-conscious. I was like, man, he's Tommy's not that fat. No, <laughs> no he's not. He, he looks like he would be, you know, an 80 minute man on a rugby team. There was plenty of other fat people in the, in the audience, but either way, um, they eventually get outside the ring. Terry takes his nasty corner ring post spot. He's gushing blood now. They get back in, and Tommy being the you know douchebag heel that he is, he tries to do Terry's finisher. Tries to get that was a toe lock, spinning toe hold, spinning toe hold. And uh, 
one, this is how dumb the Philadelphia crowd is. They start chanting like Bret Hart's name or whatever it is. Like, well, they, no, they, they were also doing the woo. Like it was the oh, figure yeah, four. They, they going for, yeah, figure four or sharpshooter or something. I'm like, no, man, this is Terry Funk. Well, Tommy's trying to steal Terry Funk's shit. Um, Terry, obviously, if you hone your skills and have a finishing move, you clearly know how to counter said finishing move. You know the weaknesses of that move. Terry gets out of it, no problem. Um, I believe he, you know, kicks Tommy in the in the face or in the chest or something like that, and immediately hooks it in on Tommy. One, two, three. Tommy quits because Terry Funk's the goat. I don't think I've ever seen him actually use that as a finisher. That was pretty cool. And then we get it twice this week. Oh, I've, I've seen it, yeah, and but yeah, this week he kills a man later on in Tolbert's segment, and then he, he, you know, he does it for years. Spoiler alert: Tolbert's got Terry Funk as a murderer uh, in his segment. So. Homicide. Homicide, life on the streets, Terry Funk edition. Uh, Anyways, incredible matchup. It was perfect. It was 12 minutes. It was classic ECW. Dude, this is why I like AEW. Um, This is why I kind of like WrestleMania, because the fans get involved and are engaged. And you you miss that on, like, Wednesday or on Mondays and Fridays. You see it every Wednesday at this point. But, like, as soon as – like the crowd is hot and this is just like a regular match on a regular day for them, which is pretty cool. It just gets you involved. I think that uh, you watch this match in a vacuum, right? It's two. And one, I was looking up this match. One of the reviews said it was a lot of fun watching two chunky over the hill Southerners get a Philly crowd this riled. And, you know, like in in a vacuum, it's not the best match in the world. But you put this in front of a hot crowd and they're going to eat this up. They're going to have fun with it because one, Terry is incredible. And Tommy did a great job throughout, you know, playing to the crowd and, and, you know, getting, getting the crowd even more, I mean, more heat from that crowd. So I think that it was a, a very fun and different matchup. You know, I, we have gotten so many episodes with Terry Funk as the centerpiece, right? Yep. It is so hard to find matches now of Terry Funk that I'm like, did we? Yeah, we, we showed this one already, you know? So finding stuff that, that's different and, and fresh, uh, it, it is, it, when I found this, I knew that this was going to be one of our matches that we had to talk about this week. No, I really appreciate it. It was, it was a good, good little run there. Look it up. I, I, yeah, I, I guess we're not going to have cookie this episode. <laughs> um, hey, I will say, um, again, this is one for the longtime listeners of the show. Um, shout out social media presence. Our boy, everything's a bong. This guy has had some wild ups and downs in the last year or so, if you follow him on social media. Um, but he continues to live his gimmick. I think he got yeah. shadow banned at one point. Somebody, yeah, like, they little... kicked him off of Instagram. He had to change up his name. And uh, he, uh, he got profiled on Vice. Yes. He, he sends me, or he doesn't send me. He, he posted a message. He's like, Vice uh, shouted me out, and uh, they're doing a, an article on me. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then, uh, and then he proceeds to shout us out, um, which was really cool because, again, that, that thing was about two years ago. We had him on the podcast for a little bit. But we still appreciate his work. Um, he's a grinder. He's doing his thing. Um, and so – you know, just shout out everything's a bong. Uh, I think it's at weird bongs at, at this point right now, though. Um, so it's it's just one of those things where you got to find him. 
but you know, sharing the love on the internet. Appreciate it. Everything's a bong. Uh, it, but now it's like, I think it's what, what, weird, what is his account weird now? Bongs or something like that. It's what? It's like weird bongs. I think. I don't know. I'm watching the masters. Otherwise I'd look it up on my, yeah, phone. it is at weird bongs. If, if you want to follow this man, he is one of the most entertaining, uh, follows on, uh, on, on Twitter, Instagram. We love him to death. Uh, and thank you for the shout out this week. Uh, we, we will maybe once again, try to get Tolbert to make a bong. <laughs> to, Actually to- make a bong, not make a bong cake. Not, not, not a bong cake. I thought that it cake. was. I thought that it was so genius. It was not. No, it was fake. But man, we've been doing this a while. Yeah, we've been doing this for. This is our hundred and fortieth episode. Uh, that is, it's it's been almost four years. I think right, three years. Almost three years. I think. I think. Yeah, this is around our three year episode. The three third anniversary. Uh, Cookie is here. Cookie? Yes. Can, can, can we hear you? you can, can you hear me? Can you hear me there? Mike, how does that sound? Does that sound okay? Sounds like you're holding your phone into the microphone, so just keep it there nice and tight. Yeah. Don't, don't go too long, Cookie. Yeah, don't go too long. Cookie, uh, for, for the strong style, you had Scott Hall against uh, Terry Funk. Tell me about your matchup. Cookie is so frazzled today. Cookie's been going Aaron, through a, Aaron, a issue with the cable man. And your speaker's on the bottom of your phone. If you want to put that into the microphone, is it? Talk to me. I didn't know that. No, there's there's a speaker at the top. Don't you have an iPhone? Yeah. My speakers uh, are on the bottom. My speakers at the top. Talk my for me, Cookie. At the bottom. Mine's at the top. Anyway, are you ready? Yes, Cookie. Talk loud, Cook. No, um, Aaron, I'll tell you about my match. Uh, I know some of us are wondering whether or not this is uh, Russo WCW, but this is NWA, and this is 1989. And the bad guy doesn't even exist yet, nor does the NWO. At this point, it's Scott's buddy Kevin Nash is still being the great and powerful Oz. Am I right, Aaron? Yes. Now... Aaron, uh, how would you describe Scott Hall? How would you describe the way he looked during this match? He looks like a Midwestern father with a perm. Yes. He looks like Michael P.S. Hayes with blonde hair and that big-ass boomerang on his face, or a.k.a. that mustache. That 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 mustache looked like it brushed along a lot of women's private parts, if you know what I mean. Absolutely, absolutely, Aaron. I, I think that man, I think he grew up you know, doing that stuff. Oops, hold on. <laughs> Cookie's talking to the, the cable guy. Hold on. Uh, I will say Scott Hall. I had to let him out. <laughs> hold on real quick. Uh, Mike, Mike's got a, a thing. Yes, Mike. So watching that, that intro promo cut from Scott Hall and his white meat baby face self, all I can think of was that guy killed a man <laughs> at a strip club. Yeah, we, we didn't really talk about that last week during the, the profile. He seems so like just nice with his curly hair and his mustache. Probably help your grandma carry your groceries. He killed a man at a nightclub. 
Strip club. With his bare hands, right? With his bare hands. <laughs> he used a gun. He stole the guy's gun. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Well, anyway, we got the the white meat baby face, the big uh the big mustache, the permed hair. We got Scott Hall versus the our favorite, Terry Funk. And Terry looks great in this match. This is classic Conker. We got, you know, the leather poncho, the leather chaps, the hat, the Brandon Iron. I mean, chef's kiss, if you will. Am I right, Aaron? Yeah, and this is Arlington. Or this is uh, Amarillo. Like, they are in Texas right now. The panhandle, if you will. And they are in front of a live crowd that loves and grew up on the Funk family. 100%. 100%. Aaron, um, this Terry Funk, would you say this is peak Terry Funk? This is my favorite. This is, this is middle-aged and crazy Terry Funk, which is maybe my favorite era of Terry Funk. So, yes. Yeah, peak. Peak Terry Funk. I love it. Let's go ahead and get to the countdown. Cookies, top four, number one. Terry sold those chops to the chest like he just ate a limit. I mean, you even hit his all in those those chops. I mean, he looked like Walter out there just chopping the hell out of this uh, big oak tree known as Terry Funk's chest. And, uh, I mean, he closed his eyes, puckered his face, fell to a knee. Terry Funk... What a man. What a man. He sells like no other. But let's go to the next one. Number two. At one point in this match, Terry gets thrown into the ropes. And Aaron, I'm pretty sure you chuckled at this. He starts doing his little teeter-totter gimmick on the ropes where he's like dangling. (laughs) He doesn't know if he wants to fall out or stay inside the ring. Classic Terry Funk. He's the best. He is. Uh, Eventually, he pulls himself up. And then what happens? Of course, he gets clotheslined over the top ropes. You got to love Terry Funk, man. Let's go to the next one. Number three. Uh, let's talk about balling on a budget for a second, or I guess wrestling on a budget. Uh, Aaron, where do you think those in, where do you think NWA bought those uh, mats from on the outside? The mats and the, the railings both uh, at, mm-hmm. at the Dollar Tree, it looks like. Those mats were thinner than uh, Tolbert's hair. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I think they got a good deal on them, Aaron. I think they got them for like five for one. Uh, at the local Dollar General, like you said, and because Terry was throwing those things like it was a like it was a light blanket. Do you remember uh, like when you were in kindergarten and you have nap time and you 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 get the school provided mats that are yes. like maybe five centimeters thick and uh, you know the edges are hard plastic and it cuts you a little bit. That is what those mats those mats were outside the ring. Absolutely, you felt every bit of that floor that you were uh, laying on. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Um, I'm going to go to my honorable mentions before we go to the last one. Uh, Terry Funk trying to hit Scott Hall with a pile driver on the concrete. But the ref, the ref, Tommy Young, grabbed Terry's arm and prevented Terry Funk from giving us or like, yeah, for giving us a pile driver to the outside. Aaron, I got heat with Tommy Young. Well, so did Terry. Terry hits him because of that. And Tommy Young. The badass that he is, no sells is 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 hit basically. I know he's not selling for him. What the what? It's that's Tommy Young, man. Oh uh, well. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go to the next one. Very last one. Number four. So Scott Hall tried to finish this match uh, with a bulldog. He had a couple of them earlier in the uh, inside the ring, and I guess this is Scott Hall's finisher, but. He tries to do it outside. He goes to the well one too many times. Terry counters it. Scott goes back first onto the concrete. 
No mats in the, no mats are involved, of course. Terry follows us up, brings him into the ring. He's yeah. his patented pile driver. That splat of, of Scott Hall taking that back bump to the concrete was pretty gross. That was, honestly. I was like, ooh, as a big man, too, I'm like, he's like Mike's size and taking that bump on the concrete. I know I wouldn't do it. Mike says no. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't think Mike would take that bump either. Uh, Mike, let me, can you ask Mike, would he take that bump or would he rather not be able to use his thumbs? What, what would you rather, Mike? I, at this point, knowing what I know about my thumbs, I'll take the bump. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah sounds about right. Okay. Well, um, so, so we got Scott Hall taking that bump. Terry Funk goes into the inside, hits that power driver. And guess what, guys? We get a big Terry Funk win back on $2 stake after three weeks of being on vacation. Um, and guess what? This match is, of course, going to get five cookies because it's Terry Funk. Thank you, Cookie. Terry Funk. Thank you, Cookie. Thank you for calling in, Cookie. I know it was a little tough this morning with everything else. We still love you, brother. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Uh, Cookie, we yes. might do a Tommy Rich episode next week. Really? Right, so we're not going to do um, one of the, the, the guy in Silver's match, Monmar or whatever? <laughs> no, no. I don't think Monmar had any other uh, matches because he's dead. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. He uh, he passed away during the match. Correct. Yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, Tolbert ha- has a murder in his 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 matchup. Aaron, can I just give you uh, one quick thing that has happened to me in these three weeks that I just really want to tell? Yes. People? Yes, please. Uh, Aaron, last night, and this is another reason why I need I know that I need to get out of Colorado. Uh, Aaron, last night uh, I was packing up my old apartment. And I walked outside and I came across this uh, young gentleman who was wearing a fur coat and boxers. Now, Aaron, it's it's 30 degrees outside. So I was like, OK, what is this guy doing? And he just walks past me, he just says, hey, what's up, man? And I say, hey, how you doing? And he just keeps walking. So I'm like, all right. Right. Get back up to my apartment. Walk back outside. I see that same guy again. He comes across me. He says. Just ignore me, man. I'm being a weird white guy today. Oh. I said, oh, all right. Okay, man. He was just like, yeah, man, if you ever want to hang and talk about music and and uh, smoke some weed, like, you know, you can come down. We're down the hall to the left. I was like, I don't. Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't. Yeah. I was like, I don't. And I need to get the fuck out of this place because you are wearing no pants, no shirt, just boxers and a fur coat. I got to get the fuck out of Colorado. Yeah. Welcome back to North Carolina cookie. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) All right. For our final matchup of the evening, uh, Tolbert. Yes. We've talked about Terry Funk all day, and uh, here we go. Another great matchup by Terry Funk. Tolbert, what what exactly? Can, can you give us a play-by-play of your matchup? Uh, I, I have in the rundown Terry Funk versus question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, so I was, I was intrigued because you do this to me quite often. You're like, oh, mystery opponent. I pulled up the link. I was like, no, it's not. I, I saw the, the sci-fi logo and the bottom corner of the television and I, I see the shitty uh production quality that is uh 
false or fiction or fiction or yeah truth or what was it beyond called? belief yes fact truth or, or fiction yeah i used to watch the show when i was a kid do you remember watching this i it watched it so much it scared me too the there was show this one scared episode me. there was this one episode where kids are playing a game and this one always stuck with me and one of them goes and hides in the closet and disappeared and they, it disappears forever they never saw the kid again it was like some poltergeist shit and that one episode scared the shit out but of me. But was that forever. fact or fiction? Uh, I think it was true, Varnum. They never saw the kid again. <laughs> Narnia, man. Narnia. And so, yeah, after so I, like the show, I remember watching it. My mom and I would watch it. I think, honestly, I have a whole, like a six-hour tape. Uh, of, fact or fiction. of Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction uh, at, at my parents' house. I need to go... Next time I go to my parents' house, I'm going to get it. And I'm going to start converting a lot of these terrible VHS tapes. And you guys can see what molded my mind. It's like between Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, oh, Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, uh, Professional Wrestling. All these tapes are just a hodgepodge of stupid things that yeah. I loved as a kid. That was pretty much mine. It was a wrestling, um, Fact or Fiction. Um, and uh, then, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, and then when my With parents went to bed, I would watch Wild On on E. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 Wild On. Rupert. That, was, that was after everyone went to bed. And then after a little <laughs> Wild On, you watched the Scrambled Porn Channel. The Stern That's right, it was Channel e. 22, yeah. the Spice Channel in, in Wilmington. <laughs> but anyway, watch the show all the time. This one is featuring none other than Terry Funk himself. And uh, he's, he's, playing, uh, he's playing an old... A uh, retiring wrestler. It's his last match. You know, he, he hasn't had a very good run in his lather part of his career, you know, and they're going to give him one more match to go out on top. And his opponent comes in with his promoter and is like, no, I can't let you do that. And uh, his opponent is very Iron Sheik-esque. His name's uh, Mustafa or something like that. Yeah, but he was Egyptian. Egyptian. Pharaoh. He, he was yeah. an Egyptian <laughs> pharaoh. And he comes in, he's like, oh, you're a bum. Uh, your career is nothing. You're going out on the bottom. You know, I'm not going, I'm not putting you over essentially. I, I think you, you failed to mention the greatest part of the entire thing was, was Terry Funk's manager saying, what are you going to do now that you're retiring? And <laughs> Terry Funk says in 100% Terry Funk fashion, Oh, my brother got me a job as a part-timer at the plant. <laughs> And he looked so happy to be a part-timer at the plant. Like yeah, it, it was. Hey, I read this in a different mental capacity in the sense of go Terry, go that guy. He's retired. He's saved up enough money that he can go work part-time at the plant. At the yeah. Plant that, that his brother, that Dory got him the job at. Set him up. Set him up. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, the, the plant's in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> the plant's in Japan. <laughs> and they make barbed wire. <laughs> yeah, that's his perfect job for Terry. Um, you know, but uh, every line of dialogue uh, Terry Funk delivers is flawless. <laughs> he is, uh, is it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so we got the setup, you know, he, he's delivering these lines about how he's just, you know, damn it, I'm going out on top. I don't care what anybody says. And his manager, Terry's manager is like, you know, Terry, be careful. Don't get hurt out there. You know? We cut to the ring, beautiful, beautifully set up shot of a wrestling ring in the crowd. Uh, his opponent comes out. Um, it's kind of confusing because he's supposed to be the heel, but everyone loves him. I don't know. I think sci-fi got that one wrong. Yeah, I, I was confused about the psychology behind this match. Yeah, match yeah, yeah. Well. Not much and I'm surprised that Terry didn't call him out on that. 
He, <laughs> yeah. he beat Terry seven times before this. Yeah, That's true. Terry had so, never beaten him. Never beaten him. So he comes out. Terry's character is uh, a steel worker. <laughs> a working class guy. You know, he's got a big steel hammer. You know, he comes out. The crowd's booing him. They hate this old washed up jerk. You know, his opponent starts to, to kick his ass. You know, just beating him all over the place. And Terry's like, you know what? Or I think his name, his character's name is Buck. I think <laughs> something of the sort. He's like, I'm not going to take this. This is my last match. I'm going out on top. And how do you go out on top? Uh, with shoot snap DDTs. That's right. <laughs> That's how you go on top. Terry grabs him and he's just doing shoot snap DDTs right on this guy's head. He hits him with three. Oh man, he just beats the shit out of him. He uh, he he pins him with a uh, almost like a Boston Crab like maneuver, reverse Boston. Oh no, crab. no, that was a spinning toe hold. That's his. That's oh, spinning toe hold. Yeah, so he gets him with a spinning toe hold. One, two, three. Guy doesn't even try to kick out of it. He's celebrating. He's like, yeah, I won. I'm going on top, man. I just shot on this guy. And the ref goes, hey, man, that guy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is the ring doctor that comes in with the Stefano and he, he raises his hands in the air, calls the match. This man's been dead for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole time. Terry's been wrestling a dead man and didn't even know it. Terry's like, why were you sandbagging me, you son of a bitch? So what, what started as him going out on top just ends him uh, at mauling as a, a, murderer. Uh, a, a corpse, which, which makes it even more darker <laughs> than it should have been. So the fact or fiction is, did this guy really die 20 minutes ago and, and, and Terry was just pushing him around and DDTing him? I, I, um, I believe one of the lines was, did his heart stop, but his yeah. will kept on going. Yeah. And he was able to keep wrestling during the heart attack. Yeah. So, no, he didn't. You know. So, so Martin, did you look this up? Is, was this a true story or is this? I, I looked it up. Um, sadly to say it was fiction. You know, you <laughs> know how I knew it was fiction? Because that doctor has no idea how recently that man died without shoving his finger up his ass. You got to get a you got to get a rectal temperature to find out. Really? I mean, I'm assuming you got to do some math. Mike, you you, you sounded so like you got it. Is there a calculus to that behind that? You're like, yeah, oh, you, he's he's at 96 degrees. That, I'm that sure the body has a specific heat temperature like gradient and if you know that the ambient temperature in the room is 73 degrees you can pretty much figure out exactly how much based on how much this guy weighs and what his internal temperature is now versus what it should have been figure out when he died you mike let me throw a wrench in there no armory that i've ever been to has an ambient temperature of 73 degrees <laughs> every armory i've ever in been in is 95 degrees and up well, you get what I'm saying. Maybe and, you know, crazy. all of them are smoking cigars in there because this is back in the, the heyday and all that stuff. It's 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 a shit show there at, at the armories. Tolbert, were you surprised by your matchup this week? Did, did you appreciate it? I very much appreciate it because I, I, it was a throwback to my childhood uh, fact or fiction, you know, and it was it was a little something different. It was refreshing. I figured like when I found this matchup, you know, it, it's we have had so many episodes of Terry Funk so far, you know, because this is Terry Funk is our favorite guy. He's kind of the like the 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 
nucleus behind this podcast. We, we use his theme song and all that stuff. When I saw this beyond belief factor fiction thing, I was like, oh, my God, it's Terry Funk acting. It's Terry Funk in a sort of a match. And the whole like in, you know, moral of the story of Terry Funk wrestling a dead man made it even more incredible. And, you know, of course. It, it, it ended it, up being an amazing segment for you, Tolbert. And even in the shitty little production, Terry works his ass off. He takes some bumps in, in <laughs> he the story. He goes through the middle ropes a couple a couple of times. He takes some leg drops. Um, and when Terry shows up to work, Terry works. You know, you're going to get the full funk. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, man. Like, after I was done watching it, I was like, that that is a high spot. That's a high spot. Yeah, it is. So because originally gonna... I was going to give you Mike's match as the high spot. And then when I found that, it ended up being just, you know, synchronicity. Oh, so Mike, you're going to have to write a haiku on the fly since that was an almost high spot match you got. No, nope. uh, Tolbert, do you have a, a beautiful haiku for uh, this this thing? Man, this, this one was kind of tough, but I got one. <laughs> Funk's getting over, even if it kills that guy. Terry killed that guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's been dead for 20 minutes. (laughs) So now I'm going to go watch uh, Liverpool kill Man City and win the Premier League. Tolbert, I I have one question, though. Like, do you think that's going to go on his permanent record? Do you think the plant is going to be a little bit leery about hiring this man for a part-time position? You know, he's going to come in for that part-timer. And my man, uh, we, we heard something. Uh, Mr. Buck, we hope it's not true, but <laughs> do you have a man's blood on your hands? So <laughs> Literally, he's going to have to talk to, uh, have to, talk to uh, HR about that one, I think. If he well, has a CDL, he'll be free. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I, but I can drive a forklift. You're hired. You're hired. <laughs> yeah, you're hired. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to $2 Take a Pro Wrestling Podcast next week. Uh, we might have more episodes of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. Uh, we may have a Scott Hall match. I may even go deep dive. I, and this is probably what I'm going toward. We might have a Tommy Rich episode. Ooh. Wildfire Tommy Rich next week on $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast.